The Frederick Playlist Podcast is brought to you in part by Mystery Ton Studios. Looking for a place to record your music? Welcome to Mystery Ton Studios. They are a full-service recording, mixing, and mastering studio located 15 minutes outside of Frederick, Maryland. Owner-engineer Kenny Eaton has years of experience working with musicians around the world and a passion for one thing, helping artists realize their vision. Go to mysterytonstudios.com to learn more and schedule a free tour today. That's M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y-T-O-N studios.com. Your music matters. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Frederick Playlist Podcast. I'm here with two members. I was going to say two-fifths, is it? or Two-fifths, two two that's fifths right. of One Blue Night. Um, Jason, Michelle, how are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. Good. Um, okay. It's, it feels much more like fall than it should by this point. But it's very gross outside. It is. <laughs> it is. I, I actually... When we um, when we start these things, I usually like to go into the history of the bands and the history of how you guys got into music. I was reading on your website today. You guys have you come from families of music on some level at least. Um, but before we get there, I wanted to bring up the best of the best because <laughs> you guys are in the top five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. So um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. How does it feel to be in the top five best of the best for the Frederick News Post? surprising <laughs> very surprising we this band's only been together for about less than two years and we just less than a year ago had a complete format change so we're a little surprised everybody knew enough about us to vote for the, for not to nominate us for this you know um complete format change what was it before what is it now it was kind of um beforehand it was kind of near bluegrass-ish acoustic music that was um it was a four-piece acoustic band and then uh, we had some personnel changes we decided that since we both come from like country music backgrounds we both wanted to try some country music so now we do like what we call hippie country it's kind of really old school <laughs> kind of country music yeah hippie country that's right i like that <laughs> so uh, do you guys do covers we we do covers and we also do a lot of our own original material okay so we're trying to head more in that direction and yeah, I just wrote a song like a couple weeks ago. I'm very excited right. about it. That's, are you guys <laughs> working on that one? We're actually uh, are, we're in, in the studio right now working on a, a new album, and it's going to be almost all original material. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. A, a lot of Michelle's songs? A little <laughs> bit of both of us. A lot of both of us. <laughs> actually, there's two that I wrote all by myself, and there's one that he wrote by himself, and I think the rest of them we collaborated on. So. It's a full band. Like, you have drums. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I I was kind of expecting, I don't know why, but I was expecting it to be just, like, all acoustic, maybe banjo, something like that. But then I was on your website and I saw the drums. So does that involve the format change that you were talking about? It it, it does. Um, the the previous um, CD we did actually did have drums in it, but it was just a cajon, a wood box, mm-hmm. you know. But this one actually is a... You know, a full electric band. We've got a, a lead guitar, an electric lead guitarist, and a pedal steel player, and a drummer, and the whole nine yards. So it's, okay. it's a whole different thing than it was before. Country hippie country music. That's right. Okay. That's right. So uh, let's start. We we'll go individually. We'll start with you, Michelle. Um, how did you get into music? Where I don't know if you're from this area. I don't think you are. Maybe from Virginia? Did I? No, read? I'm actually. Well, he decided to put in my bio that I was born in West Virginia, but I was only there for like six months of my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I moved to Brunswick, and then um, I lived there, you know, for until I was an adult. So, mm-hmm. um, but I started. I started um, mostly just singing in the car. <laughs> oh, oh, that's always how we all I was a big car start. singer. Yeah. 
Um, my pappy, actually, on my dad's side, was a musician, and a lot of people know him locally. Um, he what, played guitar. His name? his name was Ronnie. Ronnie. Everybody knows him as Doc because his last name okay. was Doherty. Okay, <laughs> Doc, Doc, Doc Doherty. He's, Doc Doherty. He's a, he's a legend up in uh, up in Brunswick, man. Yeah. Everybody knows who he is. So um, he was always, you know, every time I went up to their house, he had an instrument in his hand. Well, he didn't hold the keyboard when he played it. That would have been difficult. <laughs> but <laughs> but so I, you know, I'd walk in and he was either playing the guitar or the piano or Pac-Man in his later years. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so at an early age, I was, you know, kind of dove into that world, and I always loved watching him. You know, I was a kid that instead of hanging out with my cousins and running around outside, I was, you know, sitting right in front of my pappy and <laughs> watching him play. So um, the car singing kind of evolved into, at the most, doing, like, chorus in middle school. Mm -hmm. And then I never really played out anywhere. I'd never really been on stage mm -hmm. until I met Jason in 2014. So wow, he kind of brought now. me out. How did you guys? How did you guys meet? At one of his band gigs, uh, he used to be in a bluegrass band called Clear Spring Bluegrass. Oh, you were in Clear Spring. I was in Clear Spring. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. this is all coming together yeah, now. Yeah. I see. What happened to Clear Spring? Uh, you know how these things go. We went for a while. We had some success. We actually opened for a Grammy nominee at one point, the Boxcars. Yeah. And, uh, so we had some success at it, and then uh, uh, family situations. People had kids, and it just kind of fell apart at that point. And uh, I decided to do something with her because we were. We were dating at that point and decided we wanted to play music together too, so we we did that. Wow, so. Clear Spring. I one of my one of the first things I reviewed after moving here was a Clear Spring record. Yeah, that was a good nice. while back. What uh, there's a is there a song that you guys did that had the word sorrow in the title? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to remember. Yeah. Anyhow, I'm trying to think of that right now too. I, hopefully, I'll remember before we're before we're done. That was, okay. that was several projects ago. Hard to remember what was what on that one. So this <laughs> band sort of rose from Clear. It has connections to Clear Spring. I did not know that. It okay. does. When we were still together, we actually used to have her on stage periodically singing with us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Actually, if it weren't for Clear Spring, I would have never met Jason. That's true. Um, the oh. reason that I actually went, I was living in upstate New York with my ex-husband at the time mm -hmm. um you're wow that's that's yeah a this fun is my second husband. marriage so <laughs> 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 um yeah so i was in upstate new york he was in the army and he was stationed there um when he got out we decided to move back here where i'm from mm -hmm. and um just probably six months prior to that or probably five months prior to that, my pappy actually passed away. Oh, wow. And um, he was a huge fan of Clear Spring because ah. they used to play like right down the street from them at Beans in the Belfry. And um, I had never gone and seen them because I was in upstate New York all the time. And he would always tell me to come down and see, come down and see. And I was never able to. And then I found, found out after he passed away that they were having a memorial service that Clear Spring was playing for him oh. that I wasn't also wasn't able to make. So hmm. my first you know, order of business when I got back into town was to go and see this band hmm. that, you know, my pappy loved so much. Yeah. So wow. yeah, the very first time I went and saw them, we it's fate. met. She, <laughs> she, she liked me because I can sing like a, gir like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh, uh, it's 50 years. It was like 50 years of sorrow. 50, 40 years 40 of trouble. Years, 40 years of trouble. That's, <laughs> that's it. it. That was it. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. It's a good time. Just came to me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Forty years of trouble. Yeah, yeah. that was the yeah, one. That, that was, was the it. one. Yeah. Um, so then, you—that's a very interesting way that you guys met. Then, so Pappy loved the band. You had to go check him out. You instantly fell in love. Yeah. Boom. That and now, Jason, with you, how <laughs> long before Clear Spring? How long have you been playing? And 
What's a little bit of your background? A long time. Um, I, I started out, my, my father was a guy named Hal Wyndham, who was a country singer back in the 1970s down. I'm from Mississippi, down from the uh, Gulf Coast region. And um, he actually had some success back in the 70s. He had a song on the charts called The Light. And um, so I was around it from when I was just a, a little kid. And mm -hmm. so I've been, I've kind of been messing around with it ever since. And uh, I guess I started playing professionally, you know, sometime in my 20s. What brought you to Maryland? Uh, military. I was stationed oh. in the Navy. I was in the Navy for a while and ended up landed here. You know, oh. so. this is obviously a trend for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so one blue night, as it is, has only been together for what three years? Two years? About less than two years. Less Still, than two we years? started in November of uh, 2015, so less than two years. Okay. Yeah. Was it magic when you guys? Got well, in the room for me and her it was it was i mean the first time we sang together it, it, i mean we our whole thing is vocal harmony and it, as soon as we sang together it's like okay well that that works and then it was just a matter of finding other people who we could fit around it and yeah. you know that's we've I gone mean, through two different iterations of that so. right we've been singing together in our living room since we met so mm -hmm. it was just a matter of bringing those songs to you know a different format and mm -hmm. having other people join in did you ever want to just go about it alone just the two of you we actually do a lot of um, acoustic duo gigs with just mm -hmm. the two of us. It, you know, if there's some places that don't want a full band because of you know it's yeah. a small place yeah. or whatever. So I, actually, probably about a third of our gigs are are, are just duo stuff. Mm -hmm. Me and her singing with a, with guitars and. Is well, it, and we were playing duo gigs when we first started. Well, yeah. when we first met, it was oh, one yeah. of the first things we did together. He was like, "Hey, you want to get on stage with me?" I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so you you had never been on stage before meeting him? No, I mean wow. once. For, you know in a play in seventh grade like that I don't even think that counts she's a natural though she's got a great voice I was, I was gonna say does it make you nervous not anymore no, not but it did I, I guess I'm the kind of person that doesn't really have get nervous mm -hmm. but it definitely spooked me a little bit and I definitely you know I wasn't like shaking and butterflies but I was definitely really worried the first few times but you didn't eat all your dinner the first time <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I guess it's really nice when when you are unsure of yourself and then you get on stage and you're well received it yeah it makes you feel a lot better yeah definitely so um yeah that's yeah. definitely been really great I mean everybody's so understanding too and even when I first started my first the first thing I was ever nervous about wasn't was I going to be able to perform it was how dumb do I look I don't know what to do with my hands you know <laughs> like do I look silly up here I was fine I'm like if you could just like put a curtain over me and I'll sing behind <laughs> it I'm fine but it's like you're in the car again or you're sitting right. in the shower yeah <laughs> but no I mean I'm fine now we you know we play about every week sometimes mm -hmm. twice a week so it's I'm definitely used to it now but it is really weird you know to say that I've only been doing this for three years yeah well, do you guys, have, have you wanted to make this your life, your entire life? I'm assuming you have jobs as well that uh, you keep. I about I do I have a, I have a day job and one of the other guys in the band has a day job and the rest of them, including her, subsist solely on music. Oh, that's so, great. So um, at some point, I would like I would like to also subsist solely on music. Mm -hmm. That's difficult to do when you have a mortgage and a child I support. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your day job, if I can ask? It's actually in the IT business. Mm -hmm. I do uh, systems architecture down in um down in Rockville, which is, a lot of people don't believe that due to the, the Southern accent and the country <laughs> music background, but it pays, pays the bills. Well, yeah, IT would be a hard thing to walk away from because yeah. that's always a good, great career. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's I, I don't really get much out of it. It's just, you mm -hmm. know, somewhere to go pay the bills. So. Yeah. Well, are you guys, have you guys toured at all or you just do the weekend thing now? Um, Actually, we've, we've, this, this band has played almost all of its gigs in the Washington, D.C. area. I mean, like mm -hmm. I said, we've only been around for two years, and it's actually been a little bit surprising how, how 
I know that, I hope that doesn't sound cocky, but how well we've been received. Um, so actually, yeah, we're planning our first tour this this next okay. summer. Yeah, so we're we'll be, we're gonna swing south. Go down the East Coast, you know. That'll be good. See where all we get booked. It's down really going to be a glorified vacation. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be paying our way. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be two weeks, three weeks? Do you have it? We we uh, are still in a very early stage okay. of it, so we don't know yet. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen this summer. So now, how many about it? How many records as one Blue Night do you have recorded? Just one. Or just one. Okay. Just one. We're actually in the process of recording another one right now with and, the full full band jason was working on that this morning actually yeah really <laughs> are you recording at home yeah we have a home studio so. wow and so does another one guys in the band which makes it a lot easier with regard to recording yeah you can just send stuff back and that's forth what we do. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what we do. so yeah we just you know we record our parts at the house and send them to our other guy and he does his parts and then we get the other guys in as we can and wow do you way. man the boards oh yeah are, yeah, are, yeah. Are, are you going to send them off to get mastered or anything? Um, or? I'm going to see what I'm. That part's going to be difficult. I'm going to see what I can do at the house. If not, I can. I'm going to explore some outside options. I was actually back several years ago on a record label, um, and I had a chance to watch the process and hang mm-hmm. over the shoulder of the engineer mm-hmm. a lot. So I've got a lot of, I've got a lot more experience than a, than a, than probably the average person that does Even this at if home he does. didn't, he's a total geek about it. I mean, he'll spend <laughs> hours just reading about it and like going through the program and clicking through stuff. It's mm-hmm. kind of disgusting. Yeah. But the, <laughs> <laughs> the mastering, that that I don't know yet whether I'll do that in-house or not. It really depends on how I can get it to sound and if I'm not happy with it, I'm going to... And we're real, we're sticklers about this stuff, yeah. so, you know. Well, you said you were on a record label. Which record label? Patuxent Records. It was. Yeah. It's a bluegrass uh, mm-hmm. record label down in... Um, down in down in Rockville, and with a band called the Zekiah Swampcats in those days. The Zekiah yeah. Swamp. I've never heard that name. They actually, it was a relatively short-lived band, but it was fronted by a girl named Shannon Bilsky, who is actually right now down in <coughs> East Tennessee, down at East Tennessee State University on a music scholarship. Wow. Um, she was she was still in high school when we had that band. Mm-hmm. Do they not still play under that name? I think they still do occasionally, not yeah. with me, but I think they still right. do play occasionally under that name. Did you leave them, or did the I band left them? You left them. Well, <laughs> since <laughs> seems to be the the trend. You just leave the bands. How could I you leave, leave one blue band. night though? Because well, that that would require a divorce, probably. <laughs> um. We're working on it. <laughs> oh, uh, news to me. <laughs> um, so I, I want to get into the songwriting process a little bit. We talked earlier about you bring some songs, you bring some songs, but is is this something? Do you guys get a chance to rehearse once a week, maybe with the rest of the guy, the rest of the band, or a couple times a week? How does that usually work? It depends on how much we're playing. Um, if we we try to re- we try to rehearse once a week, it doesn't always pan out that way. But um, it's usually it's usually just Michelle and I that that do the songwriting, and our 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 guys are such pros that if we write something. We can bring it into them, and mm-hmm. they'll they'll be able to play it on stage the next gig, just because they're 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 amazing musicians. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really incredible. Um, but yeah, so our, all I should say, our um our, our pedal steel player did write a, a write an instrumental that's going to be on the album. It's oh. just it's challenging to play because it's it's kind of swing based with a bunch of funky chords in it. But uh-huh. yeah. I should mention their names. Um, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I want to give these guys credit. Um, they're they're really amazing guys. Um, our pedal steel player is named Howard Parker. He's like a He's a veteran bluegrass guy, and he um, he actually plays pedal steel too, and that's who we have on pedal steel. Uh, Brent Progacine, who's a local guy, has been teaching guitar around here and playing in bands for 20 years at least. He plays Telecaster, and he's just just a whiz. And our drummer is a guy named uh, Doug Franklin, who also plays with a band called the the Bodine Brothers, who a lot of folks around the area might know. But he's he's these guys are all just we're we're really lucky to have such amazing professionals to play with us. We are, and another big thing that most bands don't see is we we get along really well, all of us, uh-huh. and I hope I'm not jinxing it by saying that. But I mean, really, there have been no 
not a single personal you know issue or personality issue or anything like that so well being in a band is a lot like being in a relationship it really is or in a marriage per se and you were essentially married to four other people that's got to be tough it's hard at dinner time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it it can be, and that and that's I've run into that challenge a lot with other bands I've been in, where it's like you know it's hard to coexist with people sometimes after you've been together for a long time, you know, especially and there's always personality conflicts and this and the other. But these guys, when when we hired them, we actually took a lot of care to make sure they were a good fit culturally, culturally as well as you know people that could handle their instruments, mm-hmm. and it's paid off. I mean, they're like they really are like family for us. We, yeah. we love those guys. How did you find them? Um, I knew Howard through Bluegrass, um, and I knew Brent just from around the area. Mm-hmm. So they were they were the first people I thought of to ask, and actually they were free, which amazed me. Although that everybody does have at least a couple of you know things going on other than than, than this band. Mm-hmm. And then Doug came on a recommendation from a guy named Eric Avey, who's a who works up in Pennsylvania a lot, and and he whose opinion I trust. And so it, it just you know Doug was actually the third drummer we tried. Oh. We went through a couple of them and it didn't work out for various reasons. But Doug, yeah, he's just fit right in you know oh, eric avey how do i know that name does he, he play with mountain ride you ever hear mountain ride yeah, yeah he's yeah. a good friend of ours he plays with mountain ride and he's he's been an amazing help just organizationally and, and things like that so. well i, I want to mentioning all these other artists and all these other bands i want to take at least a few minutes to talk about the frederick music scene with you guys as a whole and how uh how healthy it is what you what you think could improve it and, and those types of things i ask this question to anybody who comes in about you know what's the biggest problem what's the biggest challenge with being in the frederick music scene and a lot of people talk about a venue a music venue uh, a literal music venue not a bar that just hosts music um would you agree with that do you do you have anything else that you would add to what what could kind of help take frederick to the next level as a music town well first of all i do want, i do want to give credit to one view, venue in particular and that's the blue side downtown uh-huh. they are they are our home away from home they mm-hmm. we play there more than we play anywhere else and mike long the guy who owns it is terrific as well as chris murray who books us there mm-hmm. and they've they've been really really supportive and helpful for us getting this thing off the ground so i do want to mention them as being as being a plus um, there's actually a lot of places in frederick that 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 do book music a lot of them are bars and restaurants mm-hmm. but you know I mean, my hat's off to anybody that'll pay you to come in and play. To be honest with you. Oh yeah. And, but yeah, it would it would definitely be a plus if there was a place that was you know a dedicated place where you're not you know not competing with loud bar crowds mm-hmm. and, and all. And there are all, I mean the Sky Stage is kind of heading in that direction. And you guys have you guys played there? We haven't played there yet. We've mm-hmm. we've 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 thought about it, but just never got around to doing it yet. We've we've kind of tried to keep keep from oversaturating ourselves in the Frederick area. That's mm-hmm. always a, that's that's a risky run anywhere you go. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so well, you guys played Cafe Nola last weekend. Yeah, I think. last weekend. How was that? It was it was a lot of fun. I mean, we yeah. this I think this is our third or fourth time playing there. Yeah, and um, we actually usually don't play that as like our full band. We usually play it. We usually play it as kind of a duo plus one, you know, with mm-hmm. another one of our guys or whatever, because it's kind of a smaller room and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, that's another place that we man, they have really been great to us, and uh, we we really do appreciate them having us as often as they have. Yeah, and that's another thing about the Frederick scene. It's like you're and maybe it's just me being you know pessimistic but i feel like we're we're better received in certain types of places than i would have expected like you know i go to we go to the blue side and the blue side is you know known for roots music and blues Mm -hmm. and bluegrass and country yeah um so you know you expect to have a crowd there that's 
knows the music and it, you know has heard it and loves it mm-hmm. but you know you go to a place like cafe nola and it's a little different and you know the, the stuff that they have coming in there is a lot more eclectic they have djs in there they have mm-hmm. you know indie music and stuff like that so sometimes we'll play there and we'll be playing to a crowd of people who literally have never listened to country music yeah so it's true. really amazing how well received we are mm-hmm. um it's, and a, it's a lot of fun it's yeah, such a supportive community downtown we love that do you have any local bands, any local favorites that you guys would like to give a shout out to right now? People should check oh, out. Man, yeah, who should, who should, who, who do we, uh, we? We love Mountain Ride. It's Eric Avey's band. He's mm-hmm. he's he's a he's wonderful. Um, I got a lot of friends uh, play bluegrass, and one of the best bluegrass bands around is a band called the Hazards, and they they're they're real real favorites of ours. Where um, they're from? Frederick. They're from they're actually kind of based out of Brunswick, but they okay. play in Frederick a lot. Hmm. Um, who else? Um, one Blue Night. <laughs> <laughs> there's um oh um we like to hear um, a, a group a couple of people we admire a lot is uh um austin knuckles and olivia who they are oh, yeah. um, they are amazing har- yeah. they harmonize really yeah. beautifully and we really enjoy their music i haven't seen their them. name around that much anymore are they still doing it um i haven't seen i don't i don't know where they're playing or if they're playing playing out much but i know mm-hmm. that whenever we see them at, at various open mics and whatnot yeah. they're we're just blown away by their There's so singing. many talented people downtown. Really it's are. amazing. I mean, that's where we always see them in open, open mics. So. so you guys go to a lot of the open mics around town? Um, we, we always go to um, we go to the Bluegrass Jam at the Blue Side a lot because we have a lot of friends that go there, and mm-hmm. we just like to hang out and you know drink with our buddies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we'll drop in at um, NOLA sometimes for the open mic there. A lot of times we don't even get on stage. We just like to, yeah. just like to hear what everybody else is doing yeah. and you know, yeah. that sort of thing. So now we don't really we don't really go to a lot of open mics to play, but we do go a lot of them to listen. That's we go to the cool. cellar door open mic a lot just to see. Oh, yeah. You know, it's cool to see who's out there doing stuff and what kind of new voices and and whatnot are around. So yeah, yeah. Are, are there any sort of influences or bands that people would be surprised to hear that you guys listen to and like, like maybe hip hop or something like that? I I haven't listened to much <laughs> hip hop. I'll confess that. I'm yeah, you probably won't find much south. of that with Jason. He's a real snob with his oh, music. Stop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it. He has tremendous respect for all musicians, but he has there is so much bluegrass music and country <laughs> music that he doesn't have time to listen to anything else. Well, what about you, Michelle? Um, well, not particularly. I mean, I listen. I've always been way into like '90s country at the latest, and that was like okay. my jam. Garth but Brooks. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Garth Brooks, honestly. No. But um, Chris Gaines, then. <laughs> not that either. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I don't mean to sound like a snob either. But you know, <laughs> Patty Loveless and mm. you know Leanne Womack and Keith Whitley and Allison Krauss and you know all those mm-hmm. old yeah. folks. <laughs> She's got a but soft spot for some indie rock. Oh, really? Like who? Oh, I don't know. It's been so long since I've listened to any of this stuff. You know, you throw on Senses Fail or like Thrice or anything oh, like that. Like and the that's, Screamo thing. I guess. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> not, that's not indie rock. That was uh, back when Screamo Warp Tour ruled yeah. the world and things like that. What is oh. what is Grace Potter? What are, what are they? Is that indie rock? Um, Grace Potter, Ooh, like Death Cab for Cutie, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, she listens to a little bit of that stuff. I'm so bad at genre. Like, I'm, I don't know how to label my music yeah, <laughs> i just like what i like there's good music and bad music that's the two <laughs> different genres i you know? i grew up listening to a lot of metal with my brother i was so. gonna say metal yeah well it's interesting though that you say there's a lot of good music and bad music what is bad music because uh, i'm not oh. touching that one yeah. with foot pole, man. get us in trouble over here no that's okay tough. so here's no. what bad music is it's music that isn't genuine it's uh-huh. not you know it i won't necessarily say it doesn't have feeling because we all have our novelty songs and stuff mm-hmm. like that but 
something that's to me sounds phony and and overproduced and overwrought or pop radio trying is too hard not, or anything like that not necessarily pop radio i'll actually tell you what i, I do consider bad music <laughs> is mainstream country music like the bro country stuff that's on right okay. now okay i find absolutely nothing in that worth listening to i shouldn't be saying this <laughs> that's the truth of it it just does nothing for me at all and it, I, I don't know it just seems like almost like focus grouped or something there's you oh, know what most I mean? definitely yeah. yeah i was just for the first time in my life this past weekend i heard on the radio the big sam hunt song do you know body like a back road. yeah yeah i'd never heard that i'd never even known that existed and then i heard that this weekend that not, I don't, not for me yeah. i don't actually <laughs> think i've listened to it just to save myself but i have um read the lyrics and um... i well at first i thought he was saying body like a back hoe <laughs> That would be an interesting song. I'd listen to that. How does he get away with saying this on the radio? I was like, how does this... Body like a dump truck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, how, how does that work? Yeah. Um, oh, man. So, you know, Cafe Nola, um, you were talking about playing there. I, I think I saw a picture of you guys playing at Barley and Hops before. We, we played Barley and Hops a lot. And, and I'll tell you, that's a, that's a cool that's a cool place, too. They, they book a lot of bands there that um, are from the area, which... Like I said, anybody that, anybody that hires local musicians is all right in my book. <laughs> and my daughter actually worked there for a little while, which, oh. is, which is pretty cool. Now, where do you get outside of Frederick? You said D.C. a lot. Yeah, we um we we played we played at a place called Saycraft Brewery a lot down in D.C., which is uh which is since which is since gone away. Um, the New Deal the New Deal Cafe. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. it's a good place to play. We played there. Um, Oh, what else? What else? What else have we played down? Um, we play various breweries and stuff like yeah, that. We a lot of breweries we've played... and wineries. Brookville Brewery. We play at Smoking Hot in Glenwood. Um, yeah. Various. Yeah. Smoking Hot's been a good one for us. We play there all the time. Yeah. We, we get a lot of bars. <laughs> <That's what laughs> we don't to... mind it. I mean, yeah, I understand. It's country music, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand the want for a straight me- music venue, but honestly, <laughs> you, a lot of people wouldn't come out if there wasn't no, beer I, there. No, <laughs> I, I, totally, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's, that's kind of why I'm glad you said that, because that kind of brings me back. I kind of led you guys down the road of the music venue as that being a challenge but what other challenges are there what what because what's the hardest thing i know a lot of people and i know this too from experience the most demoralizing thing you can do in the world is book a band is try to book a band no matter where you go because you get so many no's before you get one yes yeah. and it's kind of like dating yeah well, exactly. <laughs> dating is booking and then being in the band is actually being married uh, <laughs> But what what else like what what can Frederick do to kind of help uh, prop itself up? If I remember correctly, I think this happened. I had you guys you guys were on the thing this year. We were on a thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. we played it tenth ward. ward. That's yeah, right. that's right. And it, well, like events like that, things like that going on around town in the street has a bunch of music. Are you guys playing that this year? We have never played that yet. We really? haven't. Yeah, we're like I said, we're we're kind of new. You know, in, although during the t- I mean that day we're playing Frederick Coffee Company that evening, so we're not technically oh. in the street, but. But We're near it's a it. good day to play downtown. Yeah, <laughs> that place is on A Street. So there is, yeah. No, you. I, the, you mentioned the thing. I mm-hmm. think stuff like that is a wonderful thing for for the for the area. That I mean, that's like that is specifically showcasing all these all these local bands. And there's a lot of great musicians and the venues. There. Yeah, and you know, it ended up being I think something like 58 bands performed that day wow. at 16, 17 different venues. Wow. 
So it's like that tells you how great Frederick is to kind of be a music town. Have you guys ever been? Where are some of your favorite music cities? I guess I'll, I'll phrase it like that. Our, our favorite, our favorite music city or any city anywhere is New Orleans. We, we it's love New it Orleans, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love New Orleans. Oh, I'm, you, I'm from down that way. So yeah, we try to get back there really? about once a year. So you didn't I know. couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> We try to get that. We got married down there. We go back there about once a year, and we're all. I mean, everywhere you go down there is music. Oh, everywhere, it's the best yeah. city in the world. It really what, is. Do you have you guys played down there? We actually have never played down there. Uh, yeah. Has, has have you ever been in a project that's played there? Nope. No, not really? me. No. Well, I haven't. I haven't lived down there that direction. Direction when I was playing music professionally, I was lived down there as a kid. Huh. So yeah, that's that's the plan though is to get back down there eventually. You know, once once my kids are grown, going back down south and you know, play down there a lot. So, it's a little more conducive to the kind of music we play. Although yeah. Frederick obviously has been very kind to us thus far, so right. we, we're certainly not complaining. Yeah. New Orleans, though, is a whole nother level. It really that's, is. That's a great, great city. It is. Um, when can we expect this record that you're working on now? We're planning on releasing it in December is when, is okay. when we're hoping it's coming well, that's, out. It's September. You're right. <laughs> well, we actually plan on having um, a single from it that we're going to try to send around to some places, radio stations and stuff that play indie music. Um here in a, within the next month, probably, yeah. is what we're planning on for that. That's so it's getting cool. real close yeah. on this thing. We're, we're pretty far along on it. Are you going to press them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, vinyl, you vinyl, mean? Vinyl, yeah. We, I, I would love to get some pressed in, a, a, a vinyl. We're still kind of pricing that out. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, we would, love to, we would love to do, we definitely want to explore that. So. Are you going to do discs? Yeah, we'll CD. definitely do that. See, yeah. so what do you guys think about the whole idea that CDs are going sort of out of... They are. <laughs> They're totally going away. And now it's like people like to buy vinyl for the the collector aspect of it but a lot of people just either stream or download yeah. do you do you think the printing CDs is sort of a futile it's idea a, it's actually it it's worked well for us thus far um we actually we have a market uh, a strategy for selling those things that we that we picked up somewhere online um we used to price our cds you know have a set price for them okay mm-hmm. pay 12 dollars and get our record you know and all that sort of thing but now when we're out playing we uh we say hey well you know give us a donation and, and you can have one of our cds because they're so i mean we three dollars is i think our where the cutoff is for making a profit on these things yeah so we actually make more money when we ask for donations from them than we ever did when we were selling them for, you know, an amount. I'm so glad you said that because I, I actually brought this up on an, an episode recently with somebody else. And I'd be interested to hear you guys' uh, your opinion on this. Uh, t- people want to be given music for free now. People don't like to pay for music. It's really hard to make any money playing music as a living unless if you are nationally successful or even regionally very successful. So... You just said it. You, you asked for donations. You don't say we're going to charge $5, $10 for this. At what point did you say, for instance, and I, I hate to always bring this up because I, I always somehow bring this up <laughs> on these stupid podcasts. But <laughs> but for instance, I'm in a band too, and when we've printed a, a few shipments of CDs, and every we don't sell them. I'm just like, give them away. We'll just, we'll just give them to people. It's better to get them in people's hands. Now, the pushback has been people who will pay for it are more likely to listen to it because they invested in it. So which do you think is better? Um, having somebody pay for the CD because you know they spent five bucks, we know they're going to listen to it because they didn't want to waste five bucks, or here, we just want to make sure you go home with the CD. We we very, we very rarely actually just put it in somebody's hands and say, hey, you know, just take this with you. We, don't, we do that if it's like a, you know, a friend of ours or whatever. But usually, everybody that gets our CD at least pays a little something. Because somebody, mm-hmm. whenever somebody comes up to tip the band, if we're playing someplace, you know, where, where we have a tip, a tip bucket out or something, we always say, "Hey, take a CD with you." You know, you, you gave mm-hmm. us a little money, take a CD with you. And often they will. 
And um, boy, that's a, that's a we tough. We do hear back from. I mean, we're not going to hear back from everybody, but we hear back from the majority of the people saying, oh, I listened to it on the way home or, you know, mm. I brought it home and showed my husband or whatever. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know how paying for that does affect that, but it is really important that they listen to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's a, I mean, I, you know, I never really have thought of it that way. That's a, that's a good that's a good point. I'll tell you what, though. Um, I, w- I will say that I, I would rather somebody. Um, you talk, I just if you if I could I want to mention what you said about the streaming and all that yeah, and yeah. and about giving music away for free I I'm opposed to do I'm opposed to to giving away much much of anything even though I do on occasion because I think that if you're if you're if you're putting something out there that you put your heart and soul into it I think you deserve to be compensated for it and mm-hmm. I think it's funny that you can go on to Apple's App Store and you can download an app that makes burp or fart noises and pay 99 cents for it. And 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 somebody's music that they poured their heart and soul to is priced the same thing. You know what I mean? I find that to be a strange thing. You know, it's Actually, on one, one of our tracks on our next album is just going to be us making burp and fart noises. So look yeah, out for that. I, it's gonna, <laughs> I just find I've that to be my... a funny thing. Although, I mean, what's, what's anything worth other than what somebody's willing to pay for it? Well, now so there it, is that, too. But any more... People don't think things are worth things, especially in the artistic world. It's it's like movies, CD, music, uh, books. You know, everybody, sort of the electronic. You, your world, the IT world has kind of made it easier for people to have access to this stuff and also in some way become entitled, become um, spoiled in this idea that, oh, we don't have to pay for it. Why should we have to pay for it? No, people are. It costs so much money to make records. It costs so much time and effort to come up with the songs we all do it because we love it but at the same time you know how can you sustain doing it if you can't make a living off of it absolutely right. so I, I, don't know. I, I totally agree with that i mean like yeah it's it, it, like, like i was saying anything you anything you pour your heart and soul into it would in in the ideal world it would be nice to, be able to make a living doing so <laughs> but i mean you know it's a it's a, it, these days with 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 the te- te- same techno- technology being what it is it's it's definitely a buyer's market. It's <laughs> you all your fault. You need to re-engineer uh, something <laughs> with, in, with your IT experience. So I like to ask this question, too, and then uh, we'll, we'll wrap things up with a song. Um, that If you wouldn't, could tell me, uh, what, and again, you got to email me the song at some point, <laughs> um, and we'll set that up at the end. But before that, and this is a question that some people just don't like to answer, and I don't take no for an answer, so we'll sit here all day if you want. What do you guys individually, um, Michelle, you can go first. What do you think is the most perfect song ever written? Oh, Lord. And why? <laughs> you just boil it down. Good no, luck. Yeah. I am a very indecisive per- person. I don't even have a favorite color. So <laughs> um, I would just immediately what comes to my mind is really anything by George Jones. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, he wrote a lot of his songs, I'm sure, oh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we were actually playing some stuff earlier today. Let's see. The Grand Tour is probably my favorite song by him ever. Okay. Um, and why is that? Well, first of all, it's very compelling, the the chord progression and the, you know, the melody and all of that. But mm-hmm. it's also, I mean, it's just such a heartfelt song. And the way that he, you know, the way that the, I guess, the singer or the, what's, what am I thinking of? The narrator. The narrator. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> The way that the narrator comes across and the ideas that he, you know, puts forth about it, it talks about how painful it was that this person left. And I don't know, he sings it with so much feeling and it's just mm-hmm. wonderful. Okay. So that's, that's a good Shoot, answer. I See, it's it. okay. That's, that's a good answer. 
Now we go to you, sir. Um, of all time, that's that's a tough one. I can tell you the one that I admire the most right now of of of, of things that I've heard over the last couple of years, particularly, and that would be um Sturgill Simpson's uh, "Turtles All the Way Down." Okay, I think that is just. I mean, I, that's that song. That's a that's a complex. There's a lot of there's a lot to unpack in that song, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think I think I think it it it. it it's well written both lyrically and from a from an intellectual standpoint, and it's got a compelling you know progression to it as well. But I, I really, I mean, I, I love I love what he all the stuff he put into that song. It's a creative, you know, yeah, what, way what, to approach things. I'm glad you mentioned Sturgill Simpson. Another one like Jason Isbell. Oh what, yeah. Did you guys really like that's this sort of new rise in? We in love it. Indie alt country that kind of goes back to the roots much more than Body Like a Backhoe. <laughs> 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 So uh, do you guys listen to those artists as well? We do. We yeah. listen to a lot of that. Um, Margot Price is a big favorite She's of ours great, in that same yeah. genre. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Walden. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people who are doing that stuff right now. And and I'll tell you, it's it is the it is what it is the only thing in country music right now that's really worth listening to is all that stuff because mm-hmm. it's coming from a real place. And um, you I don't, don't know. It's it's good. It's good stuff. You don't hear that on the radio though. Oh no. no, country radio, country radio, mainstream country radio has gone straight to hell. You can't <laughs> you can't find any good on that. But the radio is also becoming obsolete right. because people yeah. don't really, they can program their lives now back to the IT stuff. So oh, yeah. Do, yeah. <laughs> so where can people find you? If, if you want to go online, what's your Facebook? Do you have Twitter? All that stuff. We have, we, we try to, we try to stay up with the social media thing as much as possible. We do have, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. You can find us, find any, find us on any of those by typing in one blue night. We do have an album out that's um, an acoustic album, which is what the song that we're going to uh, play here is, uh, is from. And the album is, is self-titled, and you can find it on all the outlets. You can find it on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. If you want, if you want the, the disc, you can get it on our website or at one of our shows. Our website is onebluenight.com. Okay, and uh, Facebook is One Blue Night. Mm-hmm. Twitter is One Blue Night. Instagram? All in One Blue Night. And how about shows coming up? Do you want to plug anything? Um, well, we're playing tonight, but that'll, that oh, won't be tonight by the time you air this. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, are you, where are you at tonight? It's we're, Wednesday for those. The Blue Side. We're the Blue, the blue Side. side. Okay. Just playing as a trio. Me, Michelle, me, Michelle and our uh, steel guitarist are playing there. Um, we, we, you can you find us on, find, I don't know when this is coming out, so find us on our <laughs> website. Look at our schedule on our website, and you can find where we're playing. Well, we play it, a lot in town. Are you this weekend anywhere? Uh, yeah, where are, we, where are we at this weekend? Um, well, on Saturday, we're at, just as a duo, we're at uh, Frederick Coffee Company. I think it's like eight to ten. Oh, something is, like that. Is this weekend in the street? Yeah, isn't it? Oh, I didn't know that. I believe it is. I guess. <laughs> okay. so. And then we're at what? Cactus, Cactus Flats, Flats on Sunday. Fun place. <laughs> so Frederick Coffee Co. Saturday, Cactus Flats Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll be sure to get this episode out this week, maybe tomorrow, okay, Thursday, cool. and then cool. people can come see you Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, you know? yeah. So and like it? I said, you can always find where we're at on Facebook or on our website or whatever. Okay. Everything is one blue night. Oh yeah. Yep. Now, what's the name of the song that we're gonna hear? And by the way, if, if it's going to be up, you got to email me this when you get home. <laughs> we will. We will. Um, the song you're going to hear is one of our originals called Blue Days and Lonely Nights. Okay. And what's the song about when we're into the... Um, it's it's just another lost love song. You know, <laughs> we do a lot of those. <laughs> but you guys have found love now. You guys are happy. Well, I think we both lost enough of it that we can write from there pretty <laughs> sincerely. <laughs> I like that. That's that's good enough. Um, well, well, whenever the new album's uh, ready to go, where you come back, we can play a song off that and catch up sure. some more. Absolutely, that? that'd be great. And uh, again, you guys can vote. Everybody can vote for these guys for best of the best. And Frederick, I think that's FrederickNewsPost.com. I think I forget you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
But um, thank Google you. Google it. Yeah, you can just Google it. That's best <laughs> of the best, Frederick. Thank you guys so much for coming by, though. I really, really do appreciate it. Thanks I hope so to, much yeah. for having us. We thank really do appreciate it. This is a great thing you're doing. We, we really like it. And I'd love to have you back. Maybe next time bring a couple guitars and we'll do that. Too. Yeah, that'd be great. Be Absolutely. All right, thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you.